Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Today on Parts Per Billion, we're heading to Wall Street, but we're not talking about GameStop. No, no, we're talking about climate change and how Wall Street investors may soon be getting a lot more data on climate change from the companies they invest in. Hello, and welcome to Parts Per Billion, the environmental podcast from Bloomberg Law. As always, I'm your host, David Schultz. You know, one of the best parts of working at Bloomberg Law is you get free access to the Bloomberg Terminal, a computer portal that contains a dizzying amount of financial and investment data. And when I first logged onto the terminal, what amazed me most was just how much data public companies are required to disclose. It's a lot, but some people are saying it's not enough. For example, companies have to report their profits and losses, of course, but they don't necessarily need to report how they're affecting the environment and climate change in particular. However, that might be about to change and sooner than you might think. More compulsory climate change reporting is something that's squarely within the Democratic Party's platform. And we now have a Democrat in the White House and by extension, in charge of the Securities and Exchange Commission. Andrew Ramonis covers the SEC for Bloomberg Law and he says there could be some action on this issue even before Biden's nominee to lead the commission gets confirmed. I spoke with him about this earlier today, and he started by explaining exactly what companies are currently required to disclose. As far as reporting requirements go, the SEC technically doesn't have any that are just for climate change. Um, companies are required to make disclosures about climate change if it's important to their business like anything else. Uh, but the SEC put out guidance in 2010 that was intended to clarify what companies should have already been doing, making disclosures about the effects of climate-related legislation, regulation, and other developments uh, concerning climate change, yeah, if material to their business. Right. I think you had something in your story about how Exxon was, you know, found out it was going to be increasing its its carbon emissions by 17% over a certain period, and, and they didn't need to disclose that, right? I mean, that's that's an example of something that companies don't need to disclose. Correct. Not right now. Um, and uh, the way that, uh, you know, that was found out was our colleagues over at Bloomberg News uh, received some documents uh, about this. And uh, yeah, it was not included in publicly released documents. So let's talk about how this could change in the future, the near future and the medium term future. You know, I get the sense that that the Biden administration really does want to tackle this issue um, you know, what could change? Like, if, if the Biden administration 
was able to get everything done that it wants to get done, what would what would change? Well, it's still too early to say with certainty what the SEC could make companies disclose in this area. Right now, um, the SEC is led by an acting chair, um, and uh, the permanent chair is uh, still waiting for confirmation in the Senate. Um, but um, you know, some have looked uh, to recommendations from the Financial Stability Board's Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, which has several suggestions for making disclosures related to managing and measuring climate risk. Uh, and this includes urging companies to uh, explain their costs of transitioning to a lower carbon uh, economy. So in other words, the company would have to say, like, we're, you know, we're assuming that there are going to be new climate regulations, and here are the costs that we're going to incur to adapt to that. That's something that companies would have to disclose. Possibly. Um, and, you know, we'll, it's kind of a wait and see. We'll see what happens. There's been no formal uh, proposal yet from the SEC on, on this, just sort of suggestions for what uh, some groups and investors would like to see. Well, the really interesting thing that you reported um, recently is that you know, there could be changes happening in the very immediate term before uh, the Biden administration's nominee, Gary Gensler, even gets confirmed. Um, what could the acting chair of the SEC do uh, on this, given that she, you know, isn't doesn't have the full powers of a confirmed chairman? Right. Right now, the SEC is led by is a commission of that has a two two split. So it's equally divided between uh, Republicans and Democrats. So any rulemaking in this area would have to wait until a third uh, Democrat joins, which would be Gensler if he's uh, confirmed. Uh, but even though there's the split that makes rulemaking uh, difficult because Republicans are unlikely to support this type of rulemaking, uh, there, you know, there is some power that the acting chair, um, Allison Lee, has. Um, and one thing she does have at her disposal is this 2010 uh, climate disclosure guidance. Um, and uh, what she could do is she could invoke this guidance to emphasize the importance of uh, companies providing better information to investors. Um, it's not as powerful of a tool uh, for her as rules with reporting requirements would be, but she can direct her agency staff to take a closer look at company filings with an eye towards the guidance. Uh, this could lead to new staff-level disclosure guidance, uh, telling companies what the agency is looking for in their filings. Um, individual companies also could get questions and letters from the SEC um, about their climate disclosures, which would, you know, could lead to more disclosures when these companies respond to any questions. So this is a, a guidance that's been on the books more or less since 2010, but it sounds like during the Trump administration, it's just kind of been collecting dust. And it sounds like because it's our, it is has already been on the books, this is something that could be dusted off immediately. Yes, that is correct. And actually, it's been gathering dust even before then. Um, towards the end of the Obama administration, the SEC chair, uh, Mary Jo White, did not, uh, uh, didn't use it. At least in my research, I, there was no direct references to its use. Um, there might have been some questions and comments sent to companies about it that were more, you know, indirectly referencing climate and things like that. But, um, but regardless, me and others have all have found generally that its decreases declined uh, significantly since 2014. Things were uh, pretty quiet in, on that front. 
your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, The Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business demands. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. So let's talk about Gensler. Uh, first off, when do you expect him to be confirmed? Because as you mentioned, he would be the sort of fifth tie-breaking vote, and that means that the SEC could do a lot more once he's on board. Yes, uh, that, that's correct. I, I expect uh, the Senate to confirm uh, Gensler within the next few months, but you know, I guess anything can happen in the Senate. You, you never, never really know, even if it's under you know Democratic control. Um, but you know. The Senate Banking Committee has yet to schedule a hearing on his nomination, which would be sort of the first step um, towards getting confirmed. Um, and Jay Klain, uh, who was Trump's SEC chairman, was nominated in January 2017, like Gensler was nominated in January 2021. Uh, but it took until May of that year until Klain took office. So it could, even if things move relatively smoothly, it could still take, you know later this spring or even into the summer before he uh, comes to office. And yeah, as, as we all know, the Senate kind of has its hands full at the moment um, with the uh, second impeachment trial of the former president. Um, so I guess we could be talking about maybe mid-spring, even late spring before Gensler, you know, gets in uh, and is able to enact, um, you know, what he wants to do and what the Biden administration wants to do. But let's take a big step back here and talk about, you know, the next four years. Um, you know, I get the sense that the Biden administration could be really, really good for ESG investors, which is something that, that you report on a lot. First off, can you explain what ESG investing is and about how the Biden administration could impact this? Sure. ESG uh, stands for environmental, social, and governments, and it's become quite the buzzword lately. How a company handles ESG issues can help investors decide whether the company is being a good corporate citizen if it's uh, important to their investment strategies. Uh, and the environmental and social parts of ESG, including climate change matters, are getting the most attention from ESG investors who have been calling on the SEC to make companies um, disclose more information in these areas. So just to, just to make sure I understand, so these are investors who are saying, I want to invest money, but only in companies that are, you know, have a good record on the environment or social issues or or corporate governance issues. Correct. Those are the type of investors we're, we're, we're talking about. Got it. I see. 
So, yeah, what? tell me about how the Biden administration could impact this, because it sounds like there could be some big changes ahead for ESG investing. Yeah, now now these investors are, are hoping under under um, at the agency under Democrat control it could could make these types of disclosures a reality, um, you know. But it it will take time at the SEC. The rulemaking process, even with a Democrat majority, is, is slow going. Usually, it begins with a proposal, and then it takes several months of comments, uh, comment period, and and other tweaks and then you get a rulemaking and it can take it can take year or it could take years um to to get something and then of course as listeners to this podcast know very well from the epa and department of interior rulemaking uh after it comes out then you've got the lawsuits and then you have the years and years of litigation so it, it, okay, so I'm, I'm getting the sense it's not going to happen, you know, very quickly. No, not overnight. Um, but it, once Gensler comes aboard, they can start moving into that direction uh, more quickly than they would under a uh, divided, uh, equally divided uh, commission. And is it, are we just talking about information disclosure or would there be other actions the SEC could take over the next four-ish years or so? that um, would benefit ESG investors? Uh, it would primarily be, you know, the SEC likes to describe itself as a disclosure agency, and that's its main role is trying to uh, worry about issues on disclosure. Um, you know, once uh, once things are, once there are new rules on disclosure, if companies aren't following those rules, then the SEC has enforcement power and could be, uh, bring actions um, against violators in that area, but uh, absent actual rules, uh, it's hard to bring enforcement cases over lack of disclosure unless it's you know something uh, you know if you have a, a you know a huge oil spill and you don't report it in your filings, then I, that would be definitely material regardless of climate disclosures. And you, and if you didn't report that, then the SEC would probably go after you. But um, you know, sort of absent some things like that, um, it, you know, kind of had a weight on enforcement. That's it for today's episode of Parts Per Billion. If you want more environmental news, check us out on Twitter. We use the handle at environment, just that at environment. And I'm, of course, at David B. Schultz if you want to disclose anything to me. Today's Parts Per Billion episode was produced by myself and Josh Block. Parts Per Billion was created by Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. The music for today's episode is A Message by Jazar and Running by Enrico Pieranunzi and Silvano Cimenti. They were used under a Creative Commons license. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, I'm Laura Carlson, and I'm dropping into your feed to tell you about Prognosis, a new daily show from Bloomberg. Monday through Friday, we'll spend a few minutes with you every afternoon to help you understand life in the time of COVID-19. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So come back every afternoon for our coverage and stay safe. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. 
Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.